It's not a mystery. We're not ghosts. I'm Aludra. He's Ben. It's time for Box War. <laughs> Hi, Ben. How are you doing? Oh, we're not ghosts. Ah, crap. I read, yeah, the, I I read the memo wrong. Never mind. I'll take the sheet off. Yeah, it's a good sheet, though. I know. And I had to poke holes in it to see. So. I know. I'm really surprised you did. Yeah, and it's blue, too. So, you know, I really just failed all over the place here. You could be a blue boo. Yeah, true. Okay. I mean, if Gengar's purple, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, right? There yeah. you go. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But now that you ask, I am doing okay. How are you? Oh, I'm so tired. I've been so sick, everybody. I've been so sick. Like How a few sick were you? A few days ago in D&D, they were making excuses for my voice, saying my bard partied too hard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know what? I think it worked out pretty well, but oh my gosh, did you have a frog in your throat? You know, I thought I sounded fantastic compared to how I'd been sounding, too. Yeah. <laughs> if pressed, I would have thought I sounded pretty normal, actually, comparative. <laughs> well, comparatively, yeah. From what I have come to understand of how you how you sounded, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, hey, overall, we still had fun and you were still able I to. Was, I was kind of like this for most yes, of it. <laughs> it was. And I felt horrible ever asking you questions or inviting you to talk. <laughs> no, but I'm it like, didn't hurt part. You're still part yeah, of everything. You're still doing stuff. Norm was uh, via Norm. Yes. Yes, she was. It was... Uh... <laughs> it was unusual. I, I I honestly thought I did sound pretty normal until I saw all your reactions. <laughs> it was really funny. It was one of those wake-up moments you get occasionally where it's like, oh, yeah, things are going great. And then everybody goes, you poor thing. And you're like, oh, maybe they're not going so great. Yeah. Ah, crap. Yeah, one of those, I haven't looked in a mirror in a week. I bet I look great. Oh, yeah, I no. look fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I looked okay, guys. So, And and it sounded like it hurt to talk, but yeah, it didn't it really, hurt to talk. It, it really did sound like that. I thought that you had like the scratchiest of voices in the world, and I'm just like... Wow, if you need to type everything you want to say to me and I'll translate, I can. But I mean, you, you immediately were like, yeah, I feel fine. It's like, okay, we're going to go with it then. Mm -hmm. I was worried by the end of the night, though, because I'm like, it was a good, you know, four hour session like we usually do. Yeah, my voice was literally fading out. <laughs> well, uh, luckily. It just stopped twice. Like, it just stopped. <laughs> yeah, luckily. Voice EXE not found. Yeah, you guys ended up splitting the party. So I'm like, okay, cool. We're taking care of. This part first, because she might not be able to talk later. <laughs> yeah, well, we split the party for RP reasons, so there's not, hopefully, not going to be instant death. <laughs> I mean, we'll find out. You never know. It's D&D. Rocks could fall at any point, and then we all die. No, I wouldn't be that bad. I'd make a green dragon attack randomly. That's what I'd do. I am a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but okay, so I know that you've been sick, and yeah. uh, before we were going to record last week, we had a plan about what we were going to do, because I had been really busy doing stuff, you were busy doing stuff, and you had a brilliant idea, and we are going to take that brilliant idea and run with it today. Yes, yes, we're having a very special episode, guys. Yeah, in fact, you now know what? I might even put in the very special episode uh, noise thing at the very beginning. 
Mmm, fancy. Yeah, and you know what? I think I will. Yeah, there we go. A more you know moment. Um, oh, it's actually no, from but, like the the I don't know, like the eighties like CBS special episode mm-hmm, sound. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm totally gonna use it. Okay. Anyways, yeah. sorry. I know I'm totally interrupting Last time you. I saw a very special episode. It was on WandaVision, and it was really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That show was so good. It was so good. Um, but anyway, uh, I I'm, haven't had any brain power for, tele- for any video games or anything, but I've been watching a lot of TV and Netflix, so I thought, let's just talk about what we've been watching. Yes. And I agreed because I have also been watching some things. Because sometimes you just get into a funk, guys, where you can't, you're not really reading, you're not really playing video games because brain power is just at an absolute minimum. Yeah. And with how we, how tired we both been for like, honestly, a while, more than just the last week for mm-hmm. me, it's mm-hmm. just one of those, you gotta do it kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, okay. So this didn't actually happened before we were going to record last episode it's come out since then but i Mm -hmm. really want to just jump right to it because it's got me incredibly excited and i do know that it's also on your list too so i think that we need to say uh help me obi-wan tv show you're the first thing we're going to talk about oh heck yeah we are because it is awesome oh Oh, my gosh oh good (laughs) like okay for me this was the one that if it were to fail i would be devastated that'd be it yeah that'd be it i'd be done i'd be done with star wars i'd just be happy with the bits i got and just everything new would be an oh that's nice i mean <laughs> the mandalorian's pretty good the boba fett rangers are okay i guess it, it's really <laughs> sad that that the best episodes of boba fett are the, the ones that are mandalorian episodes well, I, I will say that like the second episode with him like you know, mm-hmm. teaching them how to ride speeders and taking on the train and all that stuff. Like that was a so, really so cool they can episode. sell Power Ranger cars and stuff. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Just the Tuscan Raiders. I'm not talking about oh. the, the mods. That, that, oh, okay. Yeah, no, don't. I'm not a fan of of them. But um, I honestly haven't watched the Boba Rangers except for bits because you know my my husband Thraxis will be watching it, and so I can see the TV from here, and it's like wow, this is just not interesting. <laughs> it's like the only thing that would flash through my hand, eyes through the bits before that I was like, oh, is this new Mandalorian? No, it's the book of Boba Fett. It's like, that is the clue they've given up. Like when your show turns into the other show that's doing better, <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. Oh well, my God. and the thing is about that, I think a lot of the, the problems that people had is the fact that they kind of had the story out of order how they had him mm-hmm. there and then they would flash back when he yeah, was in the back yeah. to tank and stuff but there but there wasn't very many visual and cues to the show to let you know oh no this is not a continuation of the last scene even though it seems to flow seamlessly into yeah. it but i mean look i will say as someone who actually really enjoyed the series mm-hmm. um there are a lot of good parts to it there are definitely not so good parts like seriously the mod squad i'm not a fan i get mm-hmm. why it's in there but sometimes things that george lucas did aren't the best thing to put in your show what what you mean the racist caricatures aren't a star wars tradition that we should hold on tight to well, definitely that but uh, madness I mean, just the, the whole like 
oh, well, you know, the mod community of go-kart or go-karts vespas and all that stuff from the 70s was really great and blah 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 it's like you don't need it in this show it doesn't Mm -hmm. fit like if they're on normal swoops it would have been fine it would have been great but the fact that they're on vespas it just totally took any seriousness of those characters out of it for me i'm like yeah yeah and it even takes you out of the show because you're like that's a vespa yeah, and just so much more on top of it, it's like, it doesn't fit. It's the only color in this desert world. Do you ever look at each other and go, you're a panda. He's a panda. You're a panda. Like, from from Kung Fu Panda 1, <laughs> that whole thing. It's it's kind of like, yeah, it, it <laughs> yeah. I can really relate to that very angry leopard in that scene going, that's a Vespa. Yeah. You're robbing a Vespa. Did you know, like... In a world of speeder, in a universe with speeders, we choose a Vespa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and okay, this is one of the things that really took me out that I'm really sad about because I actually enjoyed it and I always mm-hmm. enjoy his performance. But anytime I see Danny Trejo, immediately takes me out of anything I'm watching, even though I like Danny Trejo. I like him being like the gruffy not talking much kind of dude and stuff like that like he fits really well but when mm-hmm. he delivered that rancor i'm just like that's danny trejo hey danny trejo you're a little outside of la yeah but uh anyways yeah. so we're not talking about the book of boba fett we're talking about obi-wan <laughs> obi-wan was amazing yeah. now, oh my gosh keep in i mind, really enjoyed only two episodes have come out by the time we're talking about this i'm mm-hmm. sure it's going to continue being awesome though so we're hoping um, I'm not I'm not having that branded on me. No, you're not quoting me in that. Uh-uh. Yeah, um, <laughs> but we are probably going to have some spoilers about it. So just a heads up, because it's really good. We'll and try and keep awesome. them minor. Yeah. We'll try and keep them minor. Like, you know, you know what I love is, OK, so it's basically a rescue mission and mm-hmm. he's going after a, he's going after someone Leia. to rescue. Yeah. Yes. And, and come on, she's all over the promos. We yeah, I know can't she is. avoid that. Yeah. So I was so surprised about that, though. I was so happy when when it showed her. I'm like, mm-hmm. yay! <laughs> I'm watching it with my husband, and he's getting so exasperated at the kid who's acting like a genuine kid. She's like, no, why? Why should I? Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, I don't know you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is how a kid would be behaving. Well, especially one who's very sure of themselves, like mm-hmm. she's been raised to be. Yeah. You can't tell a child, you know, if you could get your act together just a little, you'd be a senator. And then then have her be like acting differential in the next scene. You can't do that. <laughs> that's that's really not it. Mm-hmm. And so she's she's running around and she's genuinely acting like a child who's like, Hmm, I've been kidnapped. I can probably figure out why, but she doesn't really know. And, <laughs> but she, you know, she's just like, oh, yes, this was bound to happen eventually. And then the stranger <laughs> shows up and's like, I'm here to rescue you. And she's like, I don't know you. How do I know you're not with them? He's like, you're going to have to trust me. So, of course, she does not trust him. Yep. <laughs> and anything he says, she does the opposite because. That's asking a lot of faith out of a kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Until finally, all of a sudden, it's like he did the one thing that would make her her trust him. And then Mm -hmm. she's like, "Okay, we're good now. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's the thing that she asked for from the beginning that he wouldn't do, which I understand why. 
but it just it's one of those things where it the show builds on itself really well it it, mm-hmm. it adds up it has great storytelling potential and i freaking love it so far so much so and mm-hmm. i gotta say like i've always been happy with you mcgregor's portrayal of obi-wan uh you know mm-hmm. he he took that part really understanding how important it was so you know he studied out guinness a ton before you know he was first shot in phantom menace so him going back to this character that he absolutely loved playing is great but even more so seeing the emotion and the the caliber of acting that he has in this part has also raised the show up like a ton more in my eyes too like oh just being confronted with things that go against what he believes um finding out that you know Anakin is still alive and just the turmoil and and just sense of failure and everything on his face. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care. He should have killed him. Like Oh no, no. In that totally, moment. Totally. He did the meanest thing he could have possibly done. The cruelest thing. Yeah, I'll let you burn alive. See ya. <laughs> I mean You he- were like a brother to me. It's like, yeah, and he's suffering and dying slowly, and you're just gonna let your brother die. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Exactly. And the thing is, it's like he knows he did that. <laughs> yeah. Just, just so much just the the looks on his face, the the sense of failure that he's had over the you know, ten years after the the Revenge of the Sith and all like it's all there. And I mm-hmm. love the fact that he's able to capture all that and really bring it to the performance. You know, you know what always annoyed me about the twins is um We'll take this one and we will hide him away as he is very important for being a boy is really the impression they mm-hmm. give. Like, but you, you we're going to take you and we're going to put you out in the open. OK, you're going to be one of the most televised people in the universe. <laughs> we're going to name you decoy. That's your code name. <laughs> Get out there and be a decoy. Yeah, But so the really funny thing is, is that. I'm pretty sure this is kind of canon at this point. Who knows anymore? But Yoda actually wanted to train Leia because Mm -hmm. Luke was always, you know, flight of fancy, looking towards the future, never, you know, really going through everything. Like Leia was tempered in such a way that she would have been an ideal Jedi. But but she was an infant when the training should have started. I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, they probably could have gotten them both to be pretty even tempered oh and i'm sure pretty... they could have yeah but but no she's too old yeah. by the time well, no, no i'm was... saying at that age she would have yeah. taken to it better yeah but but then they're they're the same ages they were even older than anakin was oh, yeah, in no, uh, I, I phantom know. menace and oh no we can't do any of this crap because we don't know how to deal with people with their own ideas <laughs> but the whole point is, is that even though they were as old as they were, Yoda still mm-hmm. wanted to train Leia instead. Mm-hmm. But nope, not going to happen. Obi-Wan had nope. to watch uh, Luke instead and, you know, put him with his actual family, which still blows my mind. <laughs> no, no. You know what blows my mind? Owen and Biru raised this kid, right? Mm-hmm. From infancy. He was hours old when they are handed a baby, right? Mm-hmm. He calls him aunt and uncle. Now, if you know anything about the Skywalker family, you should obviously put together who Owen's brother is. 
Um, so I'm just a little curious. I mean, wouldn't all the neighbors know? Ah, uh, yes. That kid's actually his nephew. He calls him uncle. Wouldn't it just be better cover and more logical for him to call them mom, mom and dad? Dad? Yeah. Like. Plus, he wouldn't have had the whole idea of, you know, oh, my father was, uh, you know, a navigator on a spice mm-hmm. freighter and all, you know, this, no. this wild no, thing. No, your adventure. dad is a moisture farmer, dude. Yeah. The end. Could no work. more. Well, it it goes along with the same thing, like. The biggest problem I have with Tangled is why did Mother mm-hmm. Gothel, one, inform Rapunzel that she, A, had a birthday in the first place and that you celebrate on your birthday, but mm-hmm. B, that it was on the same day that it actually was. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Uh, the only theory I found about that that seems plausible is Mother Gothel wanted her own birthday celebrated. Oh, uh, yeah. And that then, makes sense. yeah, doesn't it? She's just so much of a narcissist oh, that's totally that she makes wanted. Sense, yeah her own birthday to be made a big deal of. And then when she, Rapunzel asked, well, when's my birthday? She didn't care enough to lie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is the only, only logical thing. And I got it from a, a, a different book. Yeah. Uh, about Totally Tangle. makes sense. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, anyways, going back to Obi-Wan. Um, Obi-Wan is great. It is a ton of fun. Highly recommend it. And I am desperately waiting for the next episode. Yeah, it's going to be, um, <clears throat> if it keeps going like this, I'm going to have a very good time with it. Mm-hmm. And I really hope it keeps going like this, where it's just a fun space adventure, where we're getting to know Leia a lot, and I really like what I'm seeing with this kid. She's precocious, she's curious, she will not take no for an answer, mm-hmm. because, you know, she's being raised politically, and again, decoy child. Oh, and she just totally <laughs> tears apart her cousin. Oh, that was oh so my god! I was like, "Oh my gosh, this six-year-old just killed, murdered this boy!" And and my husband goes, "No, no, she's ten. Remember, this is ten years later." I'm like, "You can't tell me that child is ten. First off, he's like, <laughs> That's okay, exactly what Moore was saying." I'm like, "She's ten. No. no, she's not. This is a fourth grader. I watched a fourth grader murder someone. She's seven <laughs> or eight. Oh, that's funny." Yeah, yeah, but she destroyed him, like, verbally. She just was like, oh, okay, sure. Why don't I psychoanalyze you and let the entire table know your greatest fear and your biggest moral failing and how you're just repeating words you don't understand because you think it'll get you brownie points of your father. And it's just like, okay, I need to go lay down now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The actor is literally... 10 this year well this year but that wasn't filmed this year it's not like they filmed it and threw it out for us to watch oh is she not the i thought that she was supposed to be the girl from uh um game of thrones but no she's not she was the little oh no that's not ariana (laughs) no 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 not 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 aria i meant the no no um, no uh, the mormons uh holy yeah 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 yeah, Mormon. No, no, that's no, not, not her. her. She's an entirely different kid. Yeah, but, you know, same feels. <laughs> Character, same feels. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, no, she turns 10 this year. Yeah. I'm sorry. Space Wizards in Space is a really cool concept, and I really enjoy it, because that's basically how Star Wars is. is space Wizards doing yeah. pirate things. Fun idea. Fun deal. Um, I, I've been a fan of everything Space Wizards in Space has put out. Lately, but this has been Rise of Skywalker. Mm. I enjoyed all that. 
Oh, you watched? I really you, enjoyed you ended that. Up watching it? The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Wait. The, what is the, that? Episode the nine. Yeah. Yeah, I watched all the movies. They were great. Oh, I thought that you never watched that one because it was so horrible. No, no, I watched them all. I, oh. I really enjoyed it. With Palpatine coming back and everything for the Palpatine some thing, reason. Yeah, the Palpatine thing I thought was a big freaking stretch. But I mean, if Yoga can Yoda, Yoga, Yoda can live in a swamp and be X million years old, then then well, I'm sure. Yeah, evil space wizard. I would have liked a new one, and I didn't like the fact that Ray's um, a parentage. She went from being just no one from nowhere to suddenly having this grand jedi sith mm-hmm. lineage i hated that i liked the idea of anybody anywhere could be a good jedi yeah. and i really felt it hobbled the story but other than that i mean oh, it was so have... funny watching that that web comic come out where where the guy dives in front of the other guy to take the bullet and then the other one the first guy folds over that guy to try and take the bullet <laughs> and so this guy folds over him and they're all yelling no that scene was so funny where it's like, no, I'll save your life. No, I'll save your life. No, I'll save your life. <laughs> it was so hilarious. I don't think they meant for it to be funny. Yeah. No, probably not. No, I I very much do not like Rise of Skywalker. Like, there's a I lot like in it. it that I just, ugh, I couldn't stand. Like, the the fact that it's trying to just repeat Return of the Jedi, kind of. Um, the fact that they have to find a MacGuffin to find another MacGuffin to find another MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Um Palpatine coming back, I had such a huge problem with because it, I have a yeah, it's not fun. Well, well, even more so, it just completely negated everything that Anakin Skywalker went through. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and they could have set up a new villain to be the new guy, but no, no, it's like they they really wanted everything bookended by the by the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, like, they, they wanted to it have, all done, and they wanted it separate. They needed to have a everything. dark age or. Uh, dark side redemption because that's what happened in return of the jedi uh just so much stuff. yeah no 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 it's because i mean nobody hates star wars as as much as star wars fans and people were so upset at first at a different type of star wars story being told that they just had to backtrack i, I mean the backlash was phenomenal and i think that was a real big mistake no i absolutely loved the last jedi personally because it was something new and something mm-hmm. different and it was telling a different story which was great yeah. um just like the, the thing there's no winning with star wars honestly well, though the the one thing that i think that they could have actually done to make it happen and make it mm-hmm. actually good is if they had an actual like oh i don't know outline for what was going to happen because they yeah. didn't no they just let, let it be made up as it went along which is okay that's fair of all media like everything's made up as you go along but you usually want a, a game plan mm-hmm. you know these are the story points you want to hit get hit them any way you want yeah but just hit these story points but we have jj abrams with this whole you know mystery box way of filming things mm-hmm. and that's what he did he just made a whole bunch of mystery boxes in yeah in the you know the force awakens which mm-hmm. i like the force awakens it is essentially a new hope i get yeah, that it is. but i still enjoy the movie last jedi came answered a lot of those questions mm-hmm. and people were upset about them people were screaming about them yeah it's like people were obnoxious it's like, about why did them? ryan johnson make luke skywalker like this uh jj abrams did it Mm-hmm. because the entire movie was trying to find him why would he be here 
There's mm-hmm. no good explanation other than the one that we were given. Yeah. Is it a shitty one? Sure. Yeah. Like it really is. But to, and, and I mean, the biggest thing was taking away Ray's parentage as something important meant mm-hmm. so much. You're right, because it's anybody can be with the force. It's mysterious and all this stuff as opposed to. Yeah. Oh, she's just a Palpatine. Yeah. A genetic legacy. That's yeah, all. Somehow Luke randomly knew. Somehow Leia randomly knew. It's like mm-hmm. all the explanations in Rise of Skywalker well, is let's somehow. Be fair. Leia randomly knows a lot of shit, so. Yeah. Sure. We, we were just discussing her eviscerating her cousin. <laughs> okay. Very true. And she has memories of Padme, which I just think is just poor writing all around. Oh, but, that is poor I mean, writing all around. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I I enjoyed the new round of Star Wars movies. I did. Am I watching them all the time? No, because I'm not that well, person. Well, you know what? I'm glad that you liked the third one. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think they're really heavy-handed with the visual storytelling, though. It's like, okay, so we've got the bad guy backlit in red and the good girl backlit in blue. How do we show that there is an emotional and uh, a, a divide between their point of views? I know, the earth between them will fall out of existence <laughs> and it will show the the the. The gulf between their points of views while they gaze at each other in confusion. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, lo- I'd love to be in the storyboard also, for that. And it's on like, top of that, um, how do we get it so that they'd stop fighting each other and she runs away? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. No, I- I've played a lot of Star Wars and I've seen a lot of Star Wars. He could have just done a running leap and flown over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that that really didn't solve anything. I mean, he didn't chase her because he didn't want to chase. Well, her. he did just get eviscerated with a lightsaber too. She really needs to learn that cutting words spell, man. <laughs> True. But anyways, uh, I, I'm really enjoying Obi Wan. I yep, feel first it's two like episodes a, great. Yep, really enjoying it. Uh, the kid has uh, potential for being annoying. I hope they don't decide to make her obnoxious. So you. You're like, oh, God, what's with this kid? Because I hate it when they do that. And it seems to happen to girl children more than boy children. Yeah. But at the same time, they do realize that it is Leia, so they have to keep her semi-likable. Mm-hmm. So hopefully. Yeah. We got four more episodes. We'll see what happens. I, I'm hoping for good things, man. I, I enjoyed the space movie. I enjoyed the new trilogy. I I felt like... Everybody's like, no, it's got to cater to me. And it, it's, it's once again, not everything has to cater to you specifically. And I just enjoyed it for what it was. A really good movie. Are there parts I have a problem with? Yeah. I'm sorry. But Leia should have been hugging Chewbacca. That is a family friend. Yeah. And I mean, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, one of the greatest things about... You know, The Force Awakens is the fact that he was just so in pain over Han dying mm-hmm. because it's his best friend and the whole life debt thing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways. Obi-Wan anyway. good. Uh, Obi-Wan is fun. It is just, it's fun. And I, I think Star Wars is missing that element a lot of times. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that The Mandalorian really did best over any of the other stuff. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's it's 
what is it? That's one of those samurai wolf and cub stories going exactly. on. Yeah. And now it's definitely going to be that for the third season, too, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just fun. Yeah. So, uh, what else have we been watching? Um, besides Space Wizards and Space being fun? Yeah, besides Space Wizards and Space... Well, you know what? I'm just going to piggyback right off that. Um, I've been rewatching the Clone Wars cartoon because Obi-Wan mm. came out. I'm like, I'm going to watch all the Clone Wars because it was really good stuff. And guess what? It's still mm. really good stuff. That's good. Yeah, that's all. Don't need to say anything else about that. Drax watched that recently and the art style is really off-putting to him. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he just doesn't care for it a lot, which actually kept him from watching it for like ages. Yeah. But he, he, even he admits it's good. Yeah. I, I He's know. very picky about certain things. Like, I don't like yeah. the visual style. I'm not into it. It makes sense. I mean, if it's something yeah. that you just don't really like, why would you, you know, subject yourself to a lot of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, uh, once I'm done with that, I'm going to watch Rebels again, which is also really good. And then I will completely skip uh, Resistance because that was not good. <laughs> ben with his hot takes. Yeah, um, there's like three or four episodes that were actually pretty good in Resistance, and that's about it. Which yeah. is kind of a bummer. But anyways, um, so yeah, so stepping away from Star Wars, uh, what about you? What do, What's some of the things you've been uh, taking or that yeah, have been watching? Jumping back into Star Wars because of pirates and space pirates. Uh, oh. And now we're going to talk about ocean pirates because oh, I'm watching Our Flag Means Death. And that is a lot about pirates. It is so much about pirates. But all the wrong things in all the wrong ways about pirates. So much so. But oh my <laughs> gosh, that show, that show is so good. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you it's haven't ridiculous. seen it all yet. No, no, no. I'm about halfway or so. Yeah, it it goes places. I'm going to do my well, very best should. not to really They're say. They're on a boat. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I can do my best not to say too much about it since I've seen the whole thing. And I, we kind of binged, so I don't remember what episode was what. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's see. Where I am, they have met the pirate, the man, the myth, the legend, Blackbeard. And Blackbeard's strangely into uh, Steed Bonnet. Like, he's, he's totally <laughs> feeling his vibe, you know? He's like, oh, yeah, I want to I wanna wear nice linens, and I want to know about this stuff, too. So um, they've just reached an agreement where... Um, Blackbeard will teach Steed how to be a pirate, and Steed will teach Blackbeard about how to be a gentleman. And it's like, okay, that's gonna be shenanigans ensue. So we were all excited about it. And then there was the bit where it's like, ah, but double crossing may be in the future. <laughs> dun dun dun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? Part of Blackbeard's plan is to rock up to Steed's wife that he he abandoned. <laughs> And be like, yeah, I'm your husband. I'm back. And I just love to see this woman's face. Because she's going to be like, no. No. No, you're not. I am interested to hear your take on the rest of the show. Yeah. There's a lot I want to say that I definitely will not. <laughs> but it's just fun to watch this guy try and live out his dream. You know, go for your dreams. Do it if you can. But he's like. 
He's the type of guy who was like, yes, I want to do this. I want to be a pirate. And he never <laughs> thought of the realities once of what being a pirate would ensue. Yeah, he he loved the romanticized version of it. And mm-hmm. I mean, sunk a fortune into building a ship, getting a crew and just going and doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's absolutely great. The arts and crafts time in the first episode had me <laughs> dead. He's like, uh, they're like complaining that they don't have a flag to to instill fear mm-hmm. in in everyone else because you see Blackbeard's flag. Blackbeard being like the the, the pirate yeah, Chad, the pirate. yeah. So they're like, we need a flag, and he's like, all right, here's some cloth, make some flags, everybody. Let's, you know, <laughs> tell me about how you're feeling. And when they bring it up, even though they're feeling really awkward about you know having therapy with their with their <laughs> captain. But it works. It really works. Um, and then he hung them all up. <laughs> the, no, the the thing that absolutely sold Nevermore on it, and myself too, was literally the first fifteen seconds. Oh yeah. So they yeah they you know they 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 find a ship that they're going to you know piratize or whatever like that. Plunder. The warning shot that they do. Just uh-huh. made us die laughing so much. It was just absolutely fantastic. It was like, okay, this is the show that we need to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it... definitely, especially since you guys are playing the pirate game. Oh yeah, definitely. But I mean, it's, it's have you ever plundered somebody in Sea of Thieves and gotten one really pathetic looking half dead fern? <laughs> no. Because I'm really bad at, at actually plundering other people. <laughs> I'll defend my own stuff, but that's about mm-hmm. as far as I go. Oh, no, actually, mm-hmm. I take that back. At one point, we were at a uh, at an outpost, and another ship came, and uh, <laughs> we just decimated it with our, our cannons and uh, killed the crew. The port? <laughs> well, they started, they started attacking us <laughs> on the sea. Uh-oh. So it was the same ship. Oh, well, ship. that's on them. And then, That's on them. But they were fighting another ship that was coming in. They were both coming into port, so we just took them both out. So then we got all the, the stuff from both of the ships because we killed the crew, too. So we're like, great, mm-hmm. they have to spawn somewhere else. Let's hurry up and turn all this in. So it worked out really well. Um, but yeah, it's... Well, talk about failure to pick your own battles. I mean, you're literally in a game where you can pick your battles mm-hmm. and they just... Oh, yeah. But um, I will say, though, about our Flag Bean's death is that... It's hilarious. It is full of action and adventure and surprisingly a whole heck of a lot of heart. And that's one of the things that you might not expect, but it just it's it's a beautiful show. Definitely recommend it to anyone who has HBO. No, I definitely, definitely agree. And I'm sorry, just watching a man walk around Tortuga in an all white silk suit (laughs) calling man for sale yeah yelling man for sale then getting upset when when they point out what it sounds like he's doing (laughs) and then that other pirate guy going we could have made magic before he stomps away is just (laughs) i'm like go you yeah good stuff Okay, so I need to tell you about a fantasy show that uh, Nevermore and I kind of stumbled upon and ended up absolutely loving. Mm-hmm. And we might not exactly be the demographic for it, but we really enjoyed it. It's called The Quest. It mm-hmm. is on Disney+. Plus, mm-hmm. And 
it's a mix of a reality show and like a fantasy show. So basically it brings, I think it's like eight kids in who are like, you know, well, teenagers or whatever. And they're like the saviors to this, this land, you know, they're portaled in from our world into this, this mystical place. And the whole idea is that this, you know, evil uh, witch is going to take over this, this whole uh, kingdom and uh, they're here to kind of stop it from happening. And, you know, one of them is going to be the main true hero and stuff. So they have to go through all these like, you know, tests and challenges and stuff. But it's surprisingly really good. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it's uh, it, it because, sounds interesting. Yeah. So, it, you know, there is an actual like story that's going on. You know, they, they have actors who are like, you know, here's the king. Here are these heirs to this other land. There are the fates that are in there. You know, the the actual evil witch and stuff. And so... You know, they they bring the kids in and then they're like, okay, you have to find these these stones and then they'll lead you to like this other thing. You know, there's a whole bunch of MacGuffins they need to find. We'll just go with that. Um, But as they go through, like the challenges that they have to do are, you know, like think survivor kind of like challenges or something. It's like, okay, you know, we need to work together or we follow these clues and go down here and solve this puzzle or something like that. So, you know, it's nothing like horrible. Like the kids aren't actually fighting like undead monsters or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, as they go through, like they're, they're working as a team. Like, even though in the end there's going to be one true hero, but everybody is actually, you know, giving a hand, lending it, and, like, no one's getting uh, sent home at the end of the day and everything, which, like, I think... Wait, works... is this a reality show? Yes, or is this... it's a reality show. But it's not. It's it, The kids are in there to do these things. There's no, like, giant prize or anything. But they're there, and the story's unfolding around them, and they're participating mm-hmm. to get these MacGuffins. Okay. Yeah. I was really confused because I thought it, you were saying it was scripted at first. And well, maybe I'm just slow, but it, it's both. I mean, yeah, yeah. There are actors playing their parts like in Murderville, but the kids are OK. Yeah. But there's also scenes that are filmed without the kids entirely. That's entirely mm-hmm. scripted and, and all that to kind of give you the story of what's going on in this world. And it's like it's pretty cool like we really enjoyed mm-hmm. it it's it's not the most complex story in the world you know no you, you the can, kids have to follow it <laughs> yeah and you know you can kind of see where some things are going you know half the time and stuff but mm-hmm. it's pretty cool and like as the kids do things and stuff like um you know the person who was you know first in this challenge like they might get like the strength talisman or something and like so everybody kind of gets one and uh, over the course, you know, some people get more than one because, you know, they win this or do this or whatever. Like somebody got the, the kindest one because uh, they're walking around and and uh, there are these people who needed food, like, you know, who were uh, refugees or whatever and stuff. So it, it, you know, kind of like measures them on these different things. And then so at the very end, they have uh, three people need to compete to become the, the true hero. So they automatically the person who had the most like talismans gets in there. And then mm-hmm. based off of uh, the second place, there were three people who were who had two. Then between them, they had to choose one of them to do it. And then based off of that, everybody voted one last person. So it, it's not like the people who get all the challenges done are automatically going to be going into this thing. So like a kid who was kind of far behind in a lot of that stuff, he, they sent him into like the final challenge and stuff. And he had a, a, just as much of a chance as everybody else to become the one true hero. So, but yeah, overall, it it's kind of cool to watch. It's a it's a neat idea, and I'd like to see them kind of expand on it in the future. 
But yeah. Sounds neat. It's weird. It's a reality show where there's no prize. And well, maybe there was, who knows? But Yeah, we, there, we never there's probably a prize. People won't give up their kids to this. Well sort there, of thing. there's a I I bet you it's more of like there's a payment of like you know, just, just college a- money acting payment or or something along those lines. Like who knows? But yeah, it was it was pretty good. I I like I said, I really recommend it. Just, you know, catch the first episode, you get the the gist of it really fast. Ooh. Yeah, so the quest is what it's called on Disney Plus. Something I saw on Disney Plus that I didn't write down, so you're gonna hear about it anyway, is the Owl House. I watched the Owl House up to where it is on Disney Plus as of currently. That's an unusual I'm like so mad at this child's mother. Hold on, what is the um, Owl House? I've the Owl never House heard of this. is a cartoon. It's okay. about a girl from our world. And she's very imaginative and loves to read books and, mm-hmm. and you know, fanfics. The whole nine yards. She's that girl. Okay. But she has no friends because of just how wild and nuts she can be. Makes sense. So her mother, the, she gets sucked into another dimension, but her mother doesn't notice because she sent her away to conformity camp. Oh, jeez. Wow. The booklet for Conformity Camp is a child crammed inside of a box giving a thumbs up. (laughs) And basically a slogan along the lines of we quash free thinking. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So she's texting her mother from another dimension. It's a cartoon, so you don't know. Yeah, it's fine. And, And so she thinks she's... She's keeping in contact with her mother through this, and her mother doesn't notice. And then it becomes a mystery because mom t- texts her and says, I've been really enjoying your letters. And she's like, oh, what a fun way to say text and goes to sleep in this other dimension. <laughs> oh, no. But as it shows the mom hanging up her phone after saying goodnight, there's a letter on her thing, and it's. From her daughter, who says, Today we learned about mortgages and interest rates. It was really <laughs> unusual. <laughs> but the main the main gist of the story is that uh, Luz is sucked into another dimension and she meets a witch. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God, teach me how to witch. And the lady's like, yeah, okay, I guess, sure. <laughs> and she's known as the Owl Lady because... <clears throat> She well, first off, she lives in the Owl House, which has a a weird monster that it's kind of made out of. Its head can snake out of the door, and it's an owl that talks, and it's called Hootie. And so everybody's like, "Oh, that's why she's known as the Owl Lady." And what she does is she goes through garbage that falls into their dimension from the human world and sells it as oddities and curiosities. Oh. She's also wanted by the law. Because all witches have to join a coven, which is kind of like uh, a union. But once you join a coven, you can only use that kind of magic forever. It literally seals away the rest. So she doesn't want to be part of this system. She likes the freedom of being her own person and doing what she wants. Now, there is a coven for that. And it's the emperor's coven. And only the best of the best witches get into it. But she's not interested. Because it's still a coven. 
So she's trying to teach this human who's turns out our very bodily makeup makes it impossible for us to do magic the way they do magic. <laughs> of course. Because there's a magic sack attached to your heart. Oh. So she's like, okay, just so just reach into your magic sack that's located in your heart and pull out the this raw power you need to do the spell. <laughs> and she's like, I don't have that. And she's like, what? <laughs> so it's the misadventures of this this Hispanic girl in another dimension with a crazy psychotic owl lady trying to learn magic so she can live out her dream of being a witch like in her favorite book series. Okay. That There's seems... a magic school. There are friends. There's a Baba Yaga type episode where the house grows legs and starts running around because it can. There's a little demon who's the voice of Bill Cipher. So every time I hear him talk, <laughs> I think he's being the mean evil Dorito. Yeah, this. Okay, so I pulled it up and I'm just kind of just scrolling through and just looking at the pictures for you know each of the episodes. And, yeah, this looks like it's it's going to be fun. You know, the Owl Lady is actually one of my more favorite voices out there. Uh, she was in the show Just Shoot Me. She was the older model from oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know her name, and I'm too lazy to Google it at this instance, but uh, her voice actress is amazing in the role. And, of course, there are twists and turns. Like, she's not called the Owl Lady because she lives in the Owl House. Oh, of course. No, she's not. There's There's this whole thing with a curse... And, like, it's it's insane. And then you found out how the curse got on her, and it's tragic. Mm. And I'm like, um, I didn't need this today. I wanted to laugh at a talking weird house and a little demon with delusions of being the king of all <laughs> demons and, and high school shenanigans. Uh, Wendy Malick. Wendy Malick, that's it. Yeah. Wendy Malick is Ida the Owl Lady, and I just, I love her and so much. It, it, it's so funny because, like, I, I think we've talked about it before, how it, it's one of those things where, like, when we were kids, shows and stuff, you know, they had deeper things to them, and we were cool and were able to learn them and stuff. It seems like the world's finally starting to come back into that thinking, mm -hmm. which yeah. I'm pretty happy about. At least, you know, some of these these great shows that we've been watching like, mm -hmm. like this, Gravity Falls, Infinity Train, you know, th things like yeah. that. Some good stuff is out there. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, mostly. Okay. So when we were kids, they, they had lessons like, you know, don't be a crybaby and go to an adult because the cartoons got so out of hand with their pushing of merchandise that they had to prove that they were offering something else other than being a 22-minute commercial for children. Yep. So they had to start shoehorning in the, you know, like the G.I. Joe, the more you know moments. Oh, yeah. Like, th that wasn't part of the script or anything. They weren't, like, teaching you how to be a good friend and not bully people in the show. No, no, no. They were blowing each other up during the show, but afterwards they'd explain to you the importance of sharing. Yep, or stop, drop, and roll. Or, yeah. you know, don't go out on, on ice. Yeah. And black ice is the scourge of all driveways. And, you know, just 
just things like that. And then eventually that wasn't enough and they had to shoehorn it into the scripts. And so you got some weird cartoons out of that. Mm -hmm. But now, now it's so much more organic and interesting. And it adds character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 plot driven and character driven. And you're like, oh, my God, who is writing to Luz's mom about mortgage refinancing? Like, (laughs) who's doing that? And and that's a big deal because it's like, oh, my gosh, something's going wrong. And by then you're realizing that the magic world isn't all sunshine and rainbows and just everything you want it to be when you're the nerdy kid at school who has no friends because they read all the wrong books and follow all the wrong trends you know by then you realize oh well maybe this magical world isn't all cracked up to be and it seems extra sinister that her mom's receiving letters and why didn't mom notice that she had to erase her own name and rewrite it that's kind of freaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh gosh, anything like that just mm-hmm. opens up so much more like storytelling potential and, and stuff. I mean Oh yeah. Like look, as I, I've kind of talked a little bit about this, but like as a DM for Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. I look for inspiration anywhere. Yeah. And the thing is, like, there are some just real gems out there. And just the idea of oh, you have someone in your place doing something that you should be doing mm-hmm. is freaky. Even if it seems harmless, even if it's like all good intentions and they're just like, like in the last Starfighter. Yes, where the guy that's exactly was, what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Where the guy was like this alien creation who, who was just there. So nobody questioned it. Mm-hmm. That was not okay. <laughs> no, especially when his younger brother sees him with his head off and he's like tinkering with his, it and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's something sinister knowing about knowing you could be replaced. And who's going to like that idea? Because I don't like that idea. Mm-hmm. And especially I, if, you know, like, what if people don't recognize that you've been replaced? Mm-hmm. Or or what if they like the replacement better because it conforms better to mm-hmm. what they expect you to be? Yeah, it's... It's been so great since Roger stopped rebelling. Why, yes, his spirit is good and thoroughly broken and he's given up on all his dreams. He has a mortgage now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just... it's Yeah. Existential crisis. Yeah, and what if what makes you, you isn't as special as you thought? You know, I could just... Yeah, we... Stuff like that honestly doesn't scare me. What only, what freaks me out is last Thursdayism. What? Refresh my memory? Last Thursdayism is the belief that the universe and everything in it, you, just everything that is reality was created last Thursday. Hmm. So memories and everything else are just a construct. Just a construct. What makes you, you is just something created on a whim by a creator who booted up the simulation and you are just. Hmm. That's the only thing that'll give me an existential crisis. You know, replacement theory. Whoa, 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 wait. Never mind. Those are weird words to be using nowadays. They are way too charged. Not what I mean. I mean, like the theory that you can be replaced by an an alien being. <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny. When I was like probably in first or second grade, I thought about the idea of, you know, like the, the whole concept of 
well, when they aren't like, if I don't see these kids at school or if I'm at home and not at school, like, how does, how do they continue moving and doing stuff? You know, like I had the whole, like, Oh, I'm not definitely not the center of the universe. Like I came to mm-hmm. that, like kindergarten, first grade, something like that. Um, but then there's the converse of that, of what if everything I'm witnessing is just a construct of my own imagination? Mm-hmm. Just... Am I in a tub of goo somewhere vividly hallucinating? If so, I need to stop and talk to myself because this, if I am the creator of my own reality, I could do so much better than oh, this. Oh, same here. Same <laughs> I mean, here. I have top-notch friends. You, my friend Jen, my friend Chris, number more, everybody, our D&D group. I have some top, stellar, top shelf friends. No complaints in that department. But this tiny little apartment, I could do better. <laughs> yeah. Or this this broken body that I feel, mm-hmm. way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's this last three weeks been about, huh? Brain? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, now, man. existential dread isn't really my thing until I get to what if my memories... Because, I mean, you basically are the sum being, you are the culmination of all your memories and experiences. And if all that's fake, then what are you? Yeah. But then there's the weirdness of, you know, looking how the universe is made up and everything and how mm-hmm. I'm a whole bunch of, of atoms. And yes. these atoms know that they're atoms. Mm-hmm. But those desk atoms, maybe they don't know that they're atoms. Or maybe they do. What if it's experiencing something we can never experience? Yeah. Is it on the same plane as our experiences? I mean, this is just fun stuff I do. And all this started with a letter about mortgages. So I just <laughs> want to remind you about that. So yeah, great show. Owl, Owl House. Great show. Owl Disney House. Plus. It's really great. I, I kind of was avoiding it for a bit because it was... Um, it was the meme du jour on Tumblr and still kind of is. And normally, like, Homestuck and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, they aren't really for me. So I was like, oh, okay, this show's not going to be for me because it really speaks to this other demographic that I don't really overlap with. But now I, I, I gave it a chance because Minion 2 brought it up a, a couple of times. And I was like, okay. So I put it on the list. And when we cycled through to that point, I'm like, okay, let's yeah. do Owl House. And he was like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's been on the list. Let's do it. And he was so excited because, you know, he does enjoy that sort of thing. I don't think home, I think Homestuck was before his time, but, <laughs> you know, just Undertale and all of that and Wunsler weirdness. He, he knows all about that stuff. And he was like, okay, yes, we're going to do this. We're going to watch the Owl House. And it was, it was not what I expected at all. So I'm, I was really pleased and I was really happy that I gave it a chance. And I think it's just a really, really great show. Cool. I definitely need to check that out then. Mm-hmm. I already put it on my plus list. Good. You're going to enjoy it. If you liked oh, Gravity know. Falls, it's kind of got that vibe, you know, alternate dimension-y shenanigans ensue. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, like in the first episode involving the high school, uh, you see like somebody who's being forced into a role that they're not good at. Yeah. When there's so many things that they are good at, but just they don't happen to align with this education track. And so. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, it, it's it's surprisingly well thought out, deep, and uh, freaky at times, because, of course, there is its man- magical shenanigans. I like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that was an unexpected twist and turn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we put down, we're going to talk about TV, and then we're, we're actually talking about existential crises and... Um, you know, various MacGuffins and how they're, like, terrible. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, I'm... That's the box fort way, though. Yeah, pretty much. Um, see, I've, I've got probably one more thing that I'm really excited about the, to talk about. How about you? Yeah, sure. Okay. So... I mean, I could talk to you all night, Ben. I really could. <laughs> I know. I know. And I could talk <laughs> to you, too. But unfortunately... Ugh, life does happen. Unfortunately, to it's too, late. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, so I'm going to talk about something that I never thought that I would enjoy, but I've slowly come to love, and especially so the most recent season. So for a while, Nevermore would watch old seasons of Survivor. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not big into reality shows. Cool. But I would catch bits here and there. And the psychology and sociology behind it is what really interested me because uh, in college, I, I, I started off as an electronic uh, electronic media major. And then after one psychology class, changed my major to psychology, took a lot of psychology, really enjoyed it. I almost did the same thing, honestly. <laughs> nice. I almost did the exact same thing. But I was like, no, you know what? At the end of the day, computers for me. Gotcha. But yeah, so really enjoyed it. So watching mm-hmm. like kind of older seasons, see how people are playing, you know, playing the game, um, you know, what they have to do to kind of succeed and push forward. So it's it's been interesting yeah. to me. And, you know, I've, I've, I've watched a bunch of old seasons and stuff like that, but, you know, also skipped a whole bunch of stuff because it's like, you know, it wasn't really my big thing. Yeah, yeah. So season Ugh, 41. This is one's about drama, click. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, like those housewife shows? Never. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like stuff like that, like mm-hmm. Big Brother, things like that. I don't really care about. But Survivor <laughs> was interesting because of just the idea of on top of, you know, you have to, be, you have the social game going on. You also do actually have to survive, which. Yeah, there I mean, is it. It is part of game. it. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is being weird. That's all right. Um, but anyways, so season 41 happened and it was oh, a Jesus criminy. Hold on. There, there's two, hold epi- on. two seasons per year. So it's been going on for no, 20 years. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that they're on season 40 at all. Yeah, I know. Holy moose. I know. 20 years ben. of survivor, two seasons a year. It's a lot. But oh anyways. Oh my God. Okay. Well, and the thing is too, is, um, Ever since I started watching season 41, uh, since we have Paramount Plus, we have all the seasons. And I started going back and just like watching from season one. Mm-hmm. And like just. Yeah, you get to see the game evolve. At that yeah, point. which is really interesting too. But mm-hmm. but just seeing the difference of Jeff Probst from season one to 41, it's like, oh, yeah, that's 20 years. Like, he's still a cool um, guy and I still like him. But yeah. Is it like Total Drama Island where he gets more psychotic each season? No, no. He, he's still actually a really good host. Like I'm actually very happy that he's still doing this because he's really like, he's very observant of everything that happens because he doesn't see what happens in between the challenges. So being able to talk about things and kind of pull things out and just everything based on reactions of what he's seen 
mm-hmm. is he's amazing at this job. I mean, I'm sure the other producers give him info and tips and stuff too, but oh, yeah, yeah. he still pulls it, you know, really well. He does a good job. Anyway, so, so. season 41 happened and it's the first time that there's been like a very big change and shake up to the game because it happened mm-hmm. with COVID. So everybody, uh, you know, quarantined beforehand. They made it, um, gosh, I think it's like 26 days as opposed to 39 or something like that. There's less people. Um, and it, Are they all doing this over Zoom meetings? Because that would be so Unfortunately, funny. no. Be- because oh. they were quarantined, they didn't need to do that. Um, but also it's meant that, you know, they didn't have like, you know, family visit and stuff like that. And, and mm-hmm. so a bunch of, bunch of stuff's changed. But they've added in just so many different advantages and like game changing things in that season. And it was absolutely amazing to watch because suddenly like the entire shift in power is constantly in flux and changing throughout the entire season, as opposed to just, okay, well this, these two traps merge. There's six people here, three people there. Those are easily going to be the next three people, three people voted out and blah, 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 and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So 41 happened. All these things happened. It was a great season, you know, really interesting and stuff. Cool. Then season 42 happened, which is the most recent one. And this is the one that I loved. This is in from everything I've seen. I think I'm up to gosh, season like 17 or 18 or something. um, Maybe uh, of like the old ones that I'm watching. And then Mm -hmm. 41, 42, 42 best season I've ever seen before. Every single person who ended up uh, like going to the jury, um, like from that point forward, like they all really liked and cared about each other. Like it, it was the first time I've ever seen, like after the merge happened, where they really acted like one tribe together and they all liked each other and they're working together and doing stuff. And still, even when people are voted off, like, you know, people are going to be playing the game, but everybody understood that and they mm-hmm. still liked them after they left. And like, or if they voted off, they weren't like pissed off about stuff. Like they were never mad at each other. And like, even when like big, huge swings happened, like when someone would get voted off after a big move, they'd get up and they would just be amazed at what happened and just so happy that like, you know, they were blindsided by stuff and like saying, still saying goodbye and giving everybody hugs and stuff. Like it is. Oh man, is are we getting to the point where people who grew up watching Survivor are now playing it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And the thing is, it feels like this is the first time ever that people were playing to play Survivor. They didn't care about the money. At least that's what it seemed like. Like, mm-hmm. no one really talked about the money in this season at all. But so many people wanted to play it. And I mean, yeah, there was a lot of, you know, I've been watching this for 21 years. I've been, you know, this, this is my dreams. Like, some of the, the people who are on there are like super young who've had Survivor their whole life, you know, and it was just one of the most heartwarming things to see all these people just caring and loving and enjoying everything. I mean, every time they walk to a challenge, they're all smiling and happy. And Jeff comments on it like multiple times throughout the, the, the season. And everybody's just like, yeah, this is great. This is awesome. And just having fun while doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if they can get a group like that every single time going forward, I will continue to really enjoy the show. And I never thought that I'd like really like it as much as I did, you know, Nevermore mm-hmm. turned me on to it. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's interesting. But then this season, just absolutely amazing. 
and again with that so many advantages yeah, actually with, with like so many advantages and different things like just to give you an idea uh it starts off with three camps or three tribes and at every single tribe there's a hidden immunity idol somewhere that you know someone will find but the thing is is when they found it it first says beware before they open it up um if you open this you're accepting what has to happen during this it's like okay so you open it up they find out, hey you have a hidden immunity idol they're all yeah this is great then they keep reading and it turns out it's not active until the other two are found and added at a challenge each of them says a code phrase and it's like crazy stuff like um one of them was, it was something about uh yeah uh this this reminds me of the time or of the 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 classic fairy tale of the bunny in the mailbox or something like that mm-hmm. which you know totally out of nowhere who knows what's going on and so like she she says this code phrase and then no one says their next you know theirs so like okay so she keeps having to bring it back up at all these different challenges <laughs> until mm-hmm. everybody else says theirs too and then the thing on top of that too is that if you have that immunity idol it's not active you don't get to vote. Oh. So yeah, there's a lot of different levels to all the gameplay and all the stuff is that Susan happens. Is Susan okay? She keeps talking about this bunny and I'm really worried <laughs> for her. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like if you're going to if you haven't watched the show in a very long time or if you've never watched it before, I really recommend Survivor Season 42. It is mm-hmm. amazing some of the cool stuff that happens on this one. All right. Well, Ben, have you been keeping up with Dropout? No, I haven't. Have you watched Game Changer this season? Um, I've watched season three, or the newest one. The newest season. So have you seen the two-part episode at the end of the Game Changer season? Oh, the Survivor episode? The Survivor episode. (laughs) Those are also incredibly great Survivor episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all oh, I've that been was waiting fun. to ask you about them this whole time, though I've been really interested in your story. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, no, I get it. Survivor, the latest. But I was like somebody thought it would be an excellent idea for Brennan Lee Mulligan to be on Survivor <laughs> with Lou Wilson. And it was amazing. It was so good. Yeah, the fact that he found the hidden loop de loop like right away. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then yeah. he had like what two more by the end of it or something he had three by the end of the show and and even had one in his back pocket he's giving them to other people strategically yeah oh that was oh, so good <laughs> and i love the fact that grant had no idea what to do he'd never seen an episode before and stuff yeah like, yeah that's good <laughs> yeah it it played out amazingly and I love mm-hmm. the fact that the prize was a really good prize. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that uh that guy does not Sam Reich. Yeah, Sam Reich. Yeah. yeah, he does not half this stuff at all. He's like, oh, okay. Well, how about plane tickets to anywhere in the world? Yeah, that's a great prize. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 one where they're bidding on things or whatever, or for you know what they would do. The yeah. amount of money involved in that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Game Changer is still really good. Yeah, it is. And it I'm is very excited fun. for the, the spinoff with the noises, the impression battles. Make some noise. Yes, yeah. that's going to be a good one. So, yeah, Survivor. 
I Survivor. never thought I would say how great it is, but I did. Wow. Ben, a lot can change in 20 years. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh. I, I I still can't believe it. 40 odd seasons. 42 seasons. Mm-hmm. There's a preview for 43. That's too yeah. many. Oh, and the one thing I didn't. Uh, sorry, jump back to it really no, quick. No, you're fine. Um, because they filmed back to back. The, the people in season 42 never saw season 41, so they didn't see all those weird changes and all that stuff. So, like, going forward, I have no idea what they're going to be doing with this. So, yeah, that's why it's it's a really good season to watch. So good. That's amazing. Uh, so what about you? We've got uh, one last review of uh, something you've been watching. Oh, yeah. I've been watching this really weird anime called Way of the House Husband. Okay. It is about a Yakuza enforcer, it seems. he Well, he used to be. Um, one night, he went and he took out 100 enemy, bo- uh, enemy Yakuza locations. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 100 on his own. Wow. Like, mostly unarmed. So I'm that, sure he armed along the way. That That's a good John Wick story there. Yeah. And then he vanished. And no one knew what happened to him. Some thought he died. No, he's a house husband now. <laughs> See, his awesome. wife works in marketing at a marketing firm. I don't know. It's very vague about what she does. And she's, she's the high-powered earner of the couple. And so he's like, oh, yes, someone must take care of the house. So he married her and started... Basically became the world's meanest looking housewife. And (laughs) like he goes places, he shops for things. He's like, let me get my points card. (laughs) He sings happy birthday in a death dirge. Happy birthday. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And so the show just keeps on giving because, of course, he's recognized you can't not be recognized in your business. And those guys are just everywhere. And so he keeps running into people. Like, one guy's, like, ruminating on him while he's being driven around by his his, uh, his security team. And the house husband is in a hurry and ends up, like, in basically a car and bicycle accident where he flies through this guy's uh, (laughs) passenger window and ends up in his lap. And then he screams at them that they're making him late for a super sale. (laughs) So they chase him. Of course they chase him. First off, he wrecked their car window. And second, he's the guy that the guy was looking for. So they chase him down and they end up in like the most riot filled shopping mall because of how great this sale is like women are throwing <laughs> elbows and stuff and they, then then after the sale he's standing over the three guys because it's the guy in his security remember mm-hmm. and he's screaming at them about how he didn't get anything on his list a sweater a pair of mittens and something else these this is not what he wanted they were no help <laughs> that's amazing yeah so, okay, the, the big question that I have is, like, when he's found and stuff, do, like, does he take people out? 
No, he says I don't do that anymore. I'm a house husband now. Oh, that's amazing. And and so, you know, they're like, what do you mean? Like, some other guy, he, he was like one of the guys at at one of the places he took out. Like, his whole, the whole Yakuza setup was, the enemies were gone. There is no bad, it's weird to call them bad guys. I mean, there's no opposing forces around anymore because he wanted to make sure that. So this guy decides, I'm going to open an ice cream truck. Oh, of course. Because this is my brilliant thing. Then he sees the guy who killed his boss, his, his, his family, and starts screaming at him. So they, they're in a shouting match. He's like, I don't do that anymore. I'm a house pu- husband. He's like, no, you don't understand. We've got to solve this. Do you know how they solve this? Ice cream eating contest? No. You're you're shockingly close, but instead what they do is they both start making their best desserts <laughs> in this little dessert food truck, right? They and then instead of eating them and judging and see seeing who made the better thing, they take photos of their desserts and post them on Instagram. Oh, of course. And then whoever got the most likes won. <laughs> That that is surprisingly accurate to like the real world though. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then there's this thing where, you know, he's going around town, you gotta say the secret password at like Toys R Us to get the super cool rare toy. Cause his wife is this big anime fan. And she loves this dorky little anime. So it puts him in a lot of weird positions. That, you know, he's gotta go around to these toy stores where there's tons of kids and moms. All running around for the special action figure. And there's this big, mean-looking guy who looks like he can take you out. He, oh, of he, course. His, his resting face is not a pleasant one. <laughs> and he's got to walk up and go, you know, like, say the dorky little password. But he knows it'll make his wife happy. So he does it. And she kind of beat him up when when he said he didn't want to, you know, because he did marry her and he's not going to marry somebody who can't punch him through a wall. Oh, yeah, of course. So so he goes and he does the thing, even though he kind of doesn't want to, but he does want to because it's for her. And he runs into the guy he ran into at the at the DVD store who sold him the super rare box set for his wife's birthday. And he's like, did you know? There's a rare trading card on the line. If you get a friend and you do like anime action pose, deliver lines and choreograph the, the, <laughs> the, the, the you know, we'll punish you from Sailor Moon type yeah. move. And so he goes with this overweight chubby guy to a different toy store because not all locations have it. And they do this whole to protect the world from devastation bit just for the guy to. Yeah, we ran out of those hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> of course oh that sounds this sounds like a lot of fun yeah he's like let me see here's my coupon and oh do you have a points card <laughs> <laughs> all right so way of the house husband is what that yeah it's called. on netflix it's adorable it's just it's very fish out of water his old life does keep coming back like he had a young guy who looked up to him and now he's like trying to still learn from him, but the guy's like, "I am a house husband now," and is like, "Okay," so he's still trying to learn from him, but he's like a typical twenty-year-old who's like, "I just want to party," and you know, 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's adorable. Very cool. It's super fun. Yeah. I might have to check that one out too. Mm-hmm. And it's really short. I think I've, I've mentioned it here before because they do have a lot of little shorts at the end. I remember telling you about the, the cat shorts at the end. And of course, right after I tell you about the little cat episodes, because they have a cat, pet cat and they're from the cat point of view, the episodes stop showing those. And I was like, <laughs> I told Ben that they were part. And they're like really short little bite sized things. You get like three mini episodes in an episode. And. It's all weird shenanigans, like how he's tr- his father-in-law is really trying to relate to him because he always wanted a son, but his father-in-law is of the previous generation where he he can't really show emotion or anything, yeah. so they kind of get along on that. But at the same time, he just really wants to get to know his son-in-law, and there's a son-in-law talking about cakes and stuff while looking scary. So scary. That's pretty So good. it's adorable. It has like this death metal theme. It's really great. All right. Adding that to the list. Yep. Yep. Just like I'm adding on stuff from good. Ben. And we didn't even hit our whole lists, man. No, I've had to cross stuff out because. Gosh. I've erased some stuff. There's still some stuff on here like Bridgerton, how it's the World War Z of romance novel adaptations. I wasn't <laughs> letting that line go, man. It's I came up with it. I'm proud of it. Bridgerton is the World War Z of romance novel adaptations. Yeah. And if you don't know what that means, watch World War Z and then read the book and then realize, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That, what they have in common is names. Subject matter. Subject matter. Yeah, some subject matter. Um, a couple of plot points, but not really. Yeah, yeah. But not really. I mean, zombie attacking is a plot point. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what Mm -hmm. I meant. But you know, subject. Yeah. World War Z involves zombies, and so does the movie. Yes, it does. There you go. That that is as Mm -hmm. close as it comes. Well, that's about what Bridgerton's doing, and you know what? That's actually a good thing because Bridgerton are just some media. I mean, honestly, they're mediocre romance novels. They're yeah. they're pretty good, but they have a job to do. They do the job. There's really no surprises in the books. In the show, they're like, "Oh no, let's do this for half a season, then change our minds and take it back." And it's like, <laughs> "Oh my god, you guys, this is nuts." Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it does. But you know, it's it's. You, you get why, though, because you can't have just Avon romance novels on TV. They're kind of boring. Yeah. You read them for the period and the setting and the timepiece and the fake drama. And then, you know, the romance part happens and it's really graphic. And then, <laughs> you know. Exactly. It just, you know, it's there. Yeah. They, they have a job to do and they do it. And I enjoy romance novels now and then. No, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. Right, well. Everybody needs intellectual Twinkies. Yes, that is very, very Just something, something to, you know, you get through pretty quick and you enjoy it and it's just gratification. Exactly. 
Much like Boxfort. So thank Much you, like Boxfort, everybody, yeah. for listening. We always appreciate mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. if for some reason you're all like, gosh, this is a really great show and I've never heard of them before, there are 50 other episodes that you can listen to. Yeah, they're not all about TV. No, they're about <laughs> games we play or comic books or movies or any other kind of weird oh, nerdy man. stuff that we feel, feel If like. we do a comic book episode, I've got like four I've read. Seriously, like four. There's a, a Loki comic book I have that I got for Mother's Day where Loki is in a woman's body again. Which happens quite often to Loki. Yep. And then I I also picked up, okay, which one is it? It's um, the Hellfire Masquerade X-Men. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm uh, currently stuff. going through What If Miles Morales. Oh. And it has him as random other heroes. And it's kind of interesting. Uh, which is Miles Morales Electro. They they've done uh, Wolverine, Captain America, and the Hulk so far. A Miles Morales Hulk. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, it's okay. It's it, it's not the best series, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, funny what enough, what if as a whole isn't the best series? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. What? What if as a whole? Oh, yeah. Is isn't the best series because it's like they have these great ideas, but then then they kind of peter out midway through. Yeah. The series was a little bit like that, kind mm-hmm. of. But um, yeah. the, the funny thing is, is, I'm also reading a Spider-Gwen thing that's kind of similar. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's there's actually a plot for her finding all of these other hero versions of herself. There's been like a Thor and a Wolverine and I think a Captain America. I guess those are all that we get with alternate versions or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh cool. yeah. Um so yeah, boxfortshow.com. And uh you can follow us on Twitter. We mm-hmm. are at Boxfort Show. If you're looking for me specifically, I am at Ben Baumhofer. If you're looking for Eludra, she is at Eludra's Pets. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not on top of Twitter right now. My phone, okay, I'm I'm part of the LG phone massacre. Oh no. Oh yes. So it's been really hard. Thrax had to just go out and, you know, bite the bullet and get a whole new phone. His wasn't even ringing anymore. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so I'm not getting any alerts, which is just, just fun. It's peachy. Yeah, it's just, it's what you want in a phone. One that doesn't let you know people are trying to contact you. Yeah. So it might be spotty. But um, Ben, if you want to hear more Ben, Ben is a great guy. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm a huge fan. So... He's also on Plus 5 to Hit, where he's playing D&D. He's mm-hmm. also on DM Discussions, where he discusses how DM tips, tricks, and how he's going to mess with us a bit. As well as player stuff. As well as player stuff, but, you know, the, I like the bits where you explain, you know, kind of how your sausage is being made, you and your, your buddy there. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. And since and you're you in my game, think... I appreciate that you uh, enjoy that part of it. It's fun. It means a lot to me. Ben's a really great DM, you guys. Aww. Like, be jealous. Be jealous. <laughs> Thanks. Especially sitting, seeing as my, my bard's sitting on like four or five grand. Oh, you're sitting on way more than that. <laughs> I wasn't going to brag. You're like in the teens. I am. <laughs> Anytime somebody's like, man, I don't have any money. I'm sitting there going, how do you not have money? And then I remember, oh, yeah, free housing. 
Yeah, you guys have done a great job. Yeah, we've done a really great job. I buy the dumbest stuff, and everybody's like, oh, Norm's broke, and Norm's like... Norm's not broke. <laughs> Norm is Norm is shockingly good with her money. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't buy flashy things, because she's not a very, like... She, uh, she would argue she owns a peacock feather quill. It is the flashiest thing in the universe. Yeah. But she is not a uh, um, a things kind of person. No, she's really not, because you have to carry those things. Mm-hmm exactly (laughs) well you got to carry all the stuff you own everywhere all the time you kind of don't want to own a lot of stuff very true (laughs) but everybody thank you very much for listening oh i'm so sorry no you're perfectly fine Uh, but we're gonna pull up these drawbridges and uh call it a night yep ben you're so cool and fun oh well thank you i always enjoy talking to you it is a blast doing this show Yeah, it really is. And I've missed you. I've missed you all, too, all you listeners. So thanks for listening. And until next time, be good to each other.